Hello, and welcome to the Sotheby's International Realty Leading in Luxury podcast. I'm Eric Weinbrecht, your host and guide as we explore the latest trends in luxury and real estate with thought leaders and luminaries from the Sotheby's International Realty Brands Global Network. Like, follow, and subscribe to at Sotheby's Realty on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube to discover exclusive homes and stories from all over the world. Without further delay, let's get started. Stress is something that we all combat in our daily lives, and whether it stems from our careers, family, or global events, there are ways to identify, mitigate, and move past stressful moments. Joining me on the show today is Linda Sansone of Pacific Sotheby's International Realty in California. As one of San Diego's most successful luxury and coastal real estate experts for 24 years, Linda is widely respected by colleagues and clients alike for her integrity, in-depth market knowledge, and industry leadership. Linda, thank you for joining us on the Leading in Luxury podcast. Thank you for having me. So before we get into your advice on, on today's topic, tell us a little bit about your market. What are some of the trends you're seeing? So my market is North County, San Diego, and we are seeing, and it's mostly Rancho Santa Fe, Del Mar, La Jolla, the luxury um, end of the market. And we are seeing um, a little bit of a slowdown, a little bit of a pause. Um, We are still seeing buyers out there um, looking, making offers. Properties are staying on the market a little bit longer. We are seeing some price reductions. Inventory is growing, but it's growing slowly. So I'm not all that concerned right now because we still have extremely low inventory. And we still have an abundance of qualified buyers. I understand and I understand the you know interest rates are climbing. However, in my market, we are more in tune with stock market and we are also in tune with a lot of buyers that are just sitting on a lot of cash. So would you say that you think that the your market is kind of headed back to kind of pre-pandemic uh, levels or is it still not quite there yet? Um, we are not quite there yet. And I think when we talk about going back to a market of pre-pandemic levels, we're talking about numbers of sales. I cannot see the luxury market here in San Diego um, having a huge price decrease at this particular point in time. I think we'll see some, but I don't think we're going to see a, lo- a big price decrease. We will ne- we're not going to see anything like the crash in 2007. We're not going to see that. So with, with all of these changes in the market, you know, considered and, you know, today's topic being about stress. Uh, this must be a stress, a particularly stressful time for real estate professionals you know, around the country. Um, in, in your experience, what are some of the key factors that drive up stress levels for real estate professionals? So I think the first thing is the market changing. I think whenever you have a changing market, especially coming off a market like last year, where it was so busy with such low inventory levels, I think that that brings agents stress. And I'm, believe me, I'm hearing it right around me. I think the economy changing and the uncertainty about what is going on basically in the overall economy, 
I think that totally brings out stress because I think a lot of agents don't know how to deal with change. And personally, I've been doing this for 24 years in the same market. And personally, I don't like a stagnant market. I like change. I like the ups and downs because the ups and downs of a market is what keeps the real estate agents in business. People have to sell. People have to buy. People want to buy more opportunities when the market's going down a bit. Um, more opportunities for sellers when the market's going up. So personally, I think that change is good, but I think that for most professionals, they don't know how to deal with change. So you said you've been doing this for for twenty four years now, um, and and that you know you find that that change makes uh makes the dynamic. Um, what are some things that you've just kind of learned about change and, and responding to change? You know, over over the uh, your tenure as a as a real estate professional. I've I learned you have to change with the market. So when we first, for a really good example, I think is when the pandemic originally hit, we didn't know what was going on. And, and we thought that you could catch COVID off of paper, you know, magazines. So the, for, I will tell you, one of the first things I did was I took all my paper uh, marketing and my listing, my listing package, my marketing package, and I put that, I did put that all into digital. So I am almost all digital right now because of COVID making me change. Because, you know, that, that was one change. So I think you have to learn to change with the market. What are some other changes that, uh, that you've, you've kind of gone through, you know, over, over the last, uh, you know, couple of years as the, the pandemic has kind of shifted? Because like you said, you know, information and knowledge changes as, as research happens and, you know, uh, being nimble is important. So, you know, I've also, so I've done, I've gone digital. I also am studying the market on a daily basis, understanding inventory, understanding what's going on and learning to, you know, depending on the market, reaching out to certain clients of mine or certain people that live in the community um, to see if they want to sell, to see what they're doing, to educate them so that they understand the market a little bit more so that, you know, we can keep the market either with more buyers coming in or more sellers putting their houses on the market. We've talked a lot about change and, you know, as people have kind of shifted to, you know, kind of basing their operations out of home and being work from home employees where applicable, uh, the the expectation is kind of always on in the in the real estate industry, and you know that you always have to be selling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some ways that that you manage a work life balance in in that kind of environment? So I will tell you, um, and it it took me a long time to learn this. I came from a job where it was basically, you know, Monday through Friday, you're there, you know, 730 in the morning to what, seven at at night, whatever. But so I was used to that type of a job coming into real estate, real estate, you have to realize that you have to be flexible and you do have to be on all the time. And especially if you live in the community that you sell in. So what I have learned over the years is I have personally for me, I need to have a good block of time, maybe four to six hours a week where I'm just kind of off. 
And I personally can usually do that on a weekend. And I like to do it either on a Saturday or Sunday so that I can start my new week fresh, re-energized. Um, I've also learned over the years that personal appointments, getting my nails done, getting my hair done, going to the doctor, they are all important appointments. And I, you have to learn to treat those appointments just like a listing appointment or a showing. Don't cancel it. Don't reschedule it. Put it into your schedule. So I'm getting the impression that uh, that lists and and schedules are of the utmost importance <laughs> to you. Okay, so that, that's how I, I'm going to tell you right now. That is how I live. I live on a to-do list every single day, okay, that changes every single day. And before I close down every day, I have a brand new to-do list all ready to go for the next day. And I have, even though I've gone digital with everything else, I, I've tried to go digital with the to-do list. And I've tried Evernote, and I've also tried another um, note that comes on your Apple phone. And I have to tell you, I, I have to go back to my manual list. I have to see it. I have to be able to cross it off. I have to be able to draw on, on my list. Um, and so... To me, being organized keeps me at a level where being organized, I don't stress out. And I clean my day. My, you know, today is Thursday. I am going to, by the end of today, I will have a new to-do list for tomorrow. And I will start my day tomorrow with nothing lingering on that had to be done today. So, you know, you, you threw out there a couple of, you know, a couple of apps that, that you, uh, you tried out, but it, it, again, it, it seems like you're, um, you know, you need kind of the tactile nature of a physical list, you know, pen and paper. Um, mm -hmm. have you, have you come across any apps or other tools outside of, you know, the kind of the world of lists that, uh, that you found helpful to, to manage stress or, uh, you know, stay organized? So I have. And this is probably going to sound crazy. So my, I have an one assistant and she has um, young children and her daughter sent me a coloring book and it's an anxiety relief coloring book for adults with a box of 24 markers. And I have just pulled that out and I start coloring my coloring book. And for me, I'm, I'm also love to doodle and love art and loves crafts. So for me, it's great because that's just kind of a release also for me of getting my mind off of work and anxiety and whatever's stressing me out um, and putting it on paper. So that I, I, that's really interesting. And I, and I actually have, um, I have one of those adult coloring books as well. Um, and I've actually seen some that uh, that coincide with Spotify playlists. So each page has a either a playlist or a song um, that it recommends, like you put on in the background while while you color. So it's oh. it's very interesting to see how kind of people are adapting things that gave us a lot of comfort when you know we were younger, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're finding ways to kind of re-experience them and, and utilize them in different ways now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was a great little gift that, that her daughter gave me. So what was, what, what was your favorite type of thing to, to color in there? Usually abstract items. That, and, and I love color. And I see I was, a, I was a, a math major and an art major in college. And so it goes back to my, my art piece. And I love more abstract art. And so those flowers, um, just different designs, that, that's really my favorite stuff to, um, to, to, to play with. So, so far we've talked a lot about dealing with, you know, personal stress and, and dealing with the, the stressors that kind of come up, uh, you know, day to day. But, um, what's something that you can do if you notice that a colleague or a coworker, uh, may be in a rough spot and you see them, you know, stressing out over something, what, what's something that, uh, that you could do to help them? So, you know, it's interesting. So I, I'm really perceptive. Um, and in tune to a lot of people. And, you know, over the years, you work with the same agents and you become friendly with a lot of the agents. And so I, whenever I'm talking with someone and they sound like they're going through something hard, I really try to give them some time and one-on-one time to talk to them, find out what's going on, see if I can help, see if I can, you know, we can talk through the issues. Because sometimes the issues that they've gone through, you know, I've gone through. Or issues that I've gone through, I'm bringing up to them. And I think talking and reaching out and just trying to help other colleagues is really important. And I think one of the problems with being in this business is we're all in competition with each other. And I think agents need to realize that we need each other. We need each other's support. And there's plenty of business to go around. So there's nothing wrong with helping a colleague, even though they're your competitor. Yeah. And, and that's something that I think is, is really unique, um, you know, to this business. And, and, and something that I wanted to ask you about secondarily is, you know, does that ever get in the way? You know, the, the fact that, you know, comp, you know, competition and, you know, uh, and and kind of the, the demand that's out there right now, you know, is that's not something that um that should should stop you from helping a colleague. Well, I, I personally don't think it should, because like I said, there's plenty of business to go around, and you know, in this business, again, I've grown to to learn this. When one door closes, another door opens, and usually the door that opens is a much better door than the door that just closed. And I think you always, I mean, I always think in those terms. Years ago, when I first got into the business, I will never forget this. I went home one day and I said to my husband, I don't know, this market is ridiculous. I've got nothing going on. I mean, this is when I had, I was probably five or six years into the business. I've got nothing going on. I don't know what to do. And he looked at me and he said, do you think you're never going to sell another house? And I thought that is thank you because that is really a good question, and I've always thought that when things get you know when things get a little iffy, remember what he said, Linda. Right? Do you think you're never going to sell another house? And it's silly. It's a silly question because of course you're going to sell another house. So we we've gone over a lot of things today, you know, in terms of of 
of fighting stress and and you know recognizing where stress is coming from. But uh, you know, somebody who is stressed out, you know, who is feeling overwhelmed, um, option paralysis is definitely something to consider, right? Um, so what's one thing that, you know, if, if somebody is listening to this podcast and they're feeling stressed out, they're feeling overwhelmed, um, they're, they're kind of just, you know, they can't find the motivation to fight through it. What's one thing that they can do right now to help their situation? Sit down, try to figure out why you're being stressed. What is the cause of the stress? And I'm going to say, you know, one, one other thing that could be a cause of stress out there could be a client. A client could be causing you stress. And twice in my career, I have fired a client. And one of them was done about two months ago. Because they stressed me out. I knew they were stressing me out. I had spent so much time and we had been in and out of an escrow. I thought. And most agents think this, I put so much time into it. Let me just get through it. And they, he stressed me out so much that I couldn't even deal with my other clients the way I should be. So I sat back and I called him and I said, I think at this point we need to go our separate ways. And I canceled the contract. So I think that Agents need to understand, okay, figure out what's stressing you out. And then I have to tell you, the best thing that I have in my personality is I'm very organized. And I think in order to get through this business, you have to be organized. And I get back to my to-do list. And I get, that's what I get back to. What do you have to do? Prioritize. Well, Linda, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast with us today uh, and to, to kind of show your expertise uh, on, this, on this subject matter. I think you know, this is going to be very helpful for, for uh, anyone that's feeling stressful or overwhelmed. But before you go, um, let us know, where can we find you on the internet and how can we connect with you? So you can find me on my website, um, lindasansone.com. You can feel free to email me at Linda at lindasansone.com or I, I answer my phone all the time and I always return phone calls. Um, 858-775-6356. That's my cell. Thank you so much, Linda. Uh, have a great day and, uh, and, and good luck with your, uh, your, your current clients. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to the Sotheby's International Realty Leading in Luxury podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Visit Sotheby'sRealty.com to explore exclusive listings from around the world and discover your next home. Until next time.